once a fuck up, always a fuck <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that was kind of messed up from the start, well, no offense. it didn't pour like red. You're listening to The Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your host, Hannah Parch. And I'm Katie. Welcome back. (laughs) I'm not congested anymore. I know. You sound so much better. Congratulations. Thanks. Still have a little bit of crud in my chest that I'm coughing up, but much Uh, better. So is the critter. Yeah. Just resigned myself to the fact that I will be sick for like three years. Yeah. That sucks. I got to go hang out with Tali the other day, and Connor forgot that he had told me that he had been sick. Um, Because he had his little cough, and I was like, your kid is over here breaking my heart with his little just, like, cough cry thing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to warn you. I was like, no, you told me. I said, and, um, you know, Katie was a little sick, and Critter was sick. He's like, oh, so you've already been exposed to it. I said, yeah. (laughs) I said, I'm fine. (laughs) I was like, also, honestly, I would have been fine cuddling him when he was sick anyways, because he's just so cute, and he curled up on my chest and just fell asleep and was just so cute. Oh, Babies. Okay. Well, I do have a bunch of announcements. Let let them roll. (laughs) The first one is these cute little Plague Doctor plushies that we have here. Um, Our listener Sarah sent these to us. I love them. Yeah, they just showed up yesterday and... Um, like in a package, obviously, not just unwrapped. <laughs> no, I think it would be better if they just appeared on our doorstep. <laughs> and yeah, she just, she was so sweet. I messaged her because I was like, I think these are from you. <laughs> um, there wasn't like a note or anything. And she said, um, yeah, she, uh, she thought they were, you know, like, soft and squishy enough for critter if you wanted to play with them but you know like fit our theme and i said oh yeah they're going on the altar immediately for sure so they have been in here since yesterday and um this little guy the little black one mm-hmm. um with like look, look at this little lantern that uh-huh. just swings around he's my favorite one we used to have a plague doctor mask that shelton got in uh venice mm. when he went there and uh we gave it to Connor and Bianca as like a wedding present. Like, oh, hey, you just got back from Italy from your <laughs> your honeymoon. Nice. Here, have this because we have no use for it. Of course. I think Shelton actually got it on a trip with a former girlfriend. Ooh. Okay. So it was like a good thing to like. Yeah. It was one of those like I have no problem like if it's special to you and you want to keep it mm-hmm. and like if you want to put it on display like right. that's one thing that's fine. I'm I'm not gonna be psycho about like oh no. Yeah. Because some other woman touched this, we have to burn it. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, no, it, it's, it was a cool souvenir at the time. Yeah. And, like, I have no connection to it or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. then it's just sitting in the closet taking up space. And he's like, well, I don't want to just throw it away because it's too cool <laughs> to just throw away. Because my husband's, like, a level one, at least, hoarder. <laughs> Uh, and he doesn't like to throw things away, but he will give things away. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. It would have been a cool, uh, like, white elephant gift uh, for, like, Christmas 2020 mm-hmm. if we had done that. Mm-hmm. All right. So my next announcement is a story that I have to tell you. 
And I have been <laughs> holding off on telling you this all week because I wanted to save it. Um, I think we accidentally cursed Isabel. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> she looks a little scarred, actually. Like, she looks, she looks like she's seen things. <laughs> and by being propped up outside your bedroom window, I'm sure she has. Okay, so that's where it started, right? So um, if you're not a patron or if you don't follow me on TikTok, <laughs> Jarek, uh, his latest hiding spot for Isabel was outside of her bedroom window. And um, out of spite, I was like, she can stay there. I'm just going to close the curtains. Doesn't bother me one bit. Whatever. Did she get rained on? No, no. <laughs> so that evening, um, and Jared had, like, propped her up. He had taken, like, that TV tray, mm-hmm. and then he had taken... Oh, he showed me a picture of yeah. the setup of her standing yeah. outside the window. Yeah. So, um, so it was that TV tray, and then they taken, like, a little, like, beach chair that I got at, like, the Family Dollar and flipped it upside down, and she was standing on top of that. Well, that night, he needed the TV tray for, because he uses it for his D&D games. And I was like, I'm not going to go get it. It was nighttime, and it was dark. And I was like, uh, you put her out there, and you use that. You can go get it yourself. I'm going to go get a milkshake from Cookout. So I left, and... <laughs> Uh, I told him, I was like, our neighbors are going to think that we are, like, freaks. They're going to stop letting our dogs hang out together. Um, I came back home. Or no, I get a phone call from him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, um, okay, well, I went and got <laughs> the stuff from outside. And I was inside using the bathroom. And I got stung by a wasp. I was like, what do you mean you got stung by a wasp? He said, I don't know. I got stung by a wasp. I saw it crawling up my shirt. I, like, hit, knocked it down, and I don't know where it is. I think it's in the bathroom. Um, But I have to jump on Discord to play D&D, so, like, can you look for it when you get home? And I was like, I guess. Like, I'm not great at killing bugs, but I guess. And it just seems like such a jerk thing to say. Can you look for the wasp? I think it's in the bathroom. Okay, also, so I came home thinking he has locked the wasp in the bathroom. No, everything is open. I was like, well, where the hell? What? <laughs> I was like, okay, so the wasp could literally be anywhere. Um, so I looked wherever I could. I was like, I don't see a wasp for several days. Not a wasp. I was like, okay, a wasp stung you. Sure. This phantom wasp that... <laughs> Isabel brought in the house and like he did have a pretty bad wasp sting he might be allergic to wasps who knows and so for a while I was like great we've angered Isabel by leaving her outside maybe this is how dolls become cursed is like you do bad things to them (laughs) she brought on a wasp with her and then the wasp like disappeared or my other theory is there was like a like a petrified wasp's nest out there that had like very clear like they were dead wasps on them been there for like as long as we've had this house the wasp had not moved they were dead whatever i was like maybe one of them got knocked off and like came back to life to stink jerk and then anyways i found the wasp literally two days ago friday night (laughs) it was in here the whole time in the office (laughs) i killed it it is gone 
However, just an hour ago, that beach chair that she was standing on, we pulled it out for me to sit in while Kelly and Roosevelt had their play date in the backyard, fell right through the bottom of it. So that thing's broken. Uh, <laughs> I also have a Jarek and Isabel story. Oh, gosh. Okay. So I was aware of the Isabel outside the bedroom window mm-hmm. because he sent me a picture and then was like, live tweeting oh my god like live updating and he said something about uh wtf she just said she's taking kelly for a walk right now so it might have be blown before it even happens she rarely takes kelly for a walk (laughs) he was so worried that the prank was gonna be over and then uh so you know he showed me the picture from a different angle Uh And he was like, all right, I've got the clothes enough but you can still see her from the bed like Mm -hmm. he's still hoping that this is gonna happen (laughs) and he says New developments. She came into the studio, didn't notice the doll was gone. Dot, 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 dot. Like major ellipses. And I'm like, that's promising. <laughs> but on the walk, found out that one of our neighbors had fallen and hit her head. Boyfriend didn't call any medical care. She got back up and went to bed. He later went and got another neighbor. She was dead. I shouldn't be laughing, but yeah, one of our neighbors died last week. And my response is, Jarek, what the <laughs> hell? And he's, what? <laughs> that is not how you tell that story. <laughs> and he goes, that's how I was told. It's like, no, no, that I believe. I'm waiting for an update on a prank, and you drop that your neighbor died. And he just says, oh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that happened. And I'm just waiting to hear screams. Probably won't be until later. Oh my gosh. It was... Oh my gosh. <laughs> you What's not he... how you tell the story? <laughs> Why did he put it out there? <laughs> I don't remember. It was whatever day that you found out that your neighbor had died. It must have been. Which is... That sounds really I, horrible. It was very sad. sad. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was very random. I, the way I found out was I was literally about to take Kelly into the house mm-hmm. at the end of our walk and our neighbor's brother, who I've never have met, said, hey, do you live around here? And I was like, huh? Who are you? <laughs> and then he just started describing a woman and then told me that she died. And then he was trying to convince me that she was someone else and i was like no no i just saw that neighbor like 10 minutes ago it's not her and then he just kept describing her and i was like that's really sad are you just going are you just walking around the neighborhood telling people that live here that she died because i mean thanks for letting me know but weird way hi weird way to meet you yeah man yeah so also why why is jared telling me <laughs> i don't know and also oh, why gosh. am i i'm waiting for updates on whether or not his prank was successful yeah and instead i am told of your neighbor's unfortunate passing yeah i think it was tuesday before i i found her because monday night i noticed she was gone because i was posting the episode i was like getting ready to post that's what it. he's that's what he said is hopefully she doesn't notice that isabel is missing from the studio when she goes to upload the episode and i did because i needed a picture of her hmm. but i assumed she was hidden somewhere in the house <laughs> but uh not quite in that same line um my next <laughs> announcement slash shout out we have a new patron Slash we have the return of 
Josh. Yay, Josh. Welcome back. Um, and I have a funny story from him. I asked if I could share it. So he worked at uh, like a Habitat store. And mm-hmm. um, I guess this one woman donated a whole bunch of dolls, which were mildly terrifying. And so he adopted one of them. And the one, gosh, the one he adopted is this one. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> I call it Sassy Clown. No. It's got a little attitude. You're a little hobo. I said, first of all, good choice. <laughs> Love the sassy attitude. Sassitude. So he said he hides it around his house um, and his housemates are not a fan of that. <laughs> and kindred spirits. <laughs> he said they tried to get rid of the clown I brought home. <laughs> what they didn't know is I had two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So, <laughs> so they they smashed the first one and I replaced it. They have not yet broken the second one. In fact, they avoided as much as possible. <laughs> I claim to have no knowledge of anything. And I said, can I share that, please? This is um, I just love you. said, they tried to get rid of it. What they don't know is I have to. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, Josh, Josh has two terrifying clowns. Um, uh, had to. Ha- had to, yeah. Sorry, I guess he has one. R.I.P. to one. Um, I do want to show you my favorites of... The um the other ones you showed me. Now I wish I had more than one Isabel. <laughs> okay, baby in a tuxedo. Oh good God, who has seen some things? Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't remember what I called this one. Like porcelain doll with. <laughs> I don't know. She kind of looks like she's trying to exit her body, but she also has like elbows. <laughs> just like trying to float away yeah and then um seductive clown oh god that's scary (laughs) he's so so, like oddly shaped i know uh so anyways that was just my uh just couldn't i just couldn't not share the two that was (laughs) great (laughs) thank you josh for (sighs) that story yeah, so and brilliant. Welcome, welcome back. Brilliant. <laughs> he also um he had a suggestion for another drinking game. Ooh. Uh piece. It's only when Critter is here though. Okay. That we all take a little sip anytime Critter makes uh, a verbal input into the story. Which I would enjoy, but also I feel like I would get drunk very quickly. Yeah, big time. We would definitely have to play with non-alcohol. <laughs> We'd also have to play the game called Shelton Comes and Picks Up Katie and Critter <laughs> to yeah. bring them home. <laughs> um, it would devolve halfway through of us just <laughs> encouraging him to talk. Oh, man. Um, well, on that note... Katie, if someone else wants to share their hilarious stories of how they hide spooky things in their houses, how could they reach us? So if you want to see pictures of (laughs) Isabel or the creepy clowns or the adorable plague doctor plushies, they're so cute, I can't stop looking (laughs) at them. Uh, And of course, any pictures from our episodes, you can check our Instagram or Facebook at the Tales We Tell podcast. And if you want to see these pictures, but don't do the social media thing, 
then you can go to our website, thetaleswetellpodcast.com. And through Facebook, Instagram, and also there's a contact page on our website that you can reach out to us with episode suggestions, uh, funny stories of your own to share, dog (laughs) photos. We still love and accept those. Always happy to still get dog pics. You can also support us, get yourself some sweet, sweet swag at redbubble.com. Search Mm -hmm. the Tales We Tell. You can get our several different logos on all sorts of different cool stuff. And uh, lastly, you can also support us by becoming a patron at patreon.com, like our good friend Josh. You get access to bonus content, early access to our episodes, stickers, and love notes from us. Yep. You know, even though Hannah forges my signature technically, <laughs> my love is still 100% there. Oh, technically, uh, just stamp your signature now. Because yeah. we have that cool stamp yeah. that uh, Amanda gave us. Well, you guys definitely want to be following on one of those platforms uh, for this episode because I have a bunch of awesome pictures. You can also find somewhere in there our drinking game if you are playing along because... You might want to. I can't see. Jarek's cape is hanging up yeah, now. sorry. And I can't see it. Um, but I do periodically check. The The main ones, uh, we haven't hit eugenics in a while. I know. Which I don't think we're going to hit in this one. Um, I don't know if there's <clears throat> one for, is there one for me mispronouncing stuff? I think so. Okay. Let me Let me check. Okay. Official pause break. <laughs> I think we should add in there. <laughs> Katie corrects <laughs> Hannah's pronunciation. Yes. <clears throat> I actually read somewhere something that was like, you know, I try to never make fun of someone or laugh at someone who mispronounces a word because that means that they learned that word through reading mm-hmm. and you're like, that's something you want to encourage. So yeah. like, just so you know, I'm not making fun of I you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the reason I think I'm going to be mispronouncing a lot of words is because this story takes place in... France. I was about to say, I feel like the only, like, the exception to the drink if you mispronounce yeah. is if it's a foreign word, especially something that's in French. Yeah. Well, and those are the ones I feel like you can more confidently correct me in. Yeah. So. Um, Actually, I don't know. I'm definitely more confident about my English language <laughs> pronunciations. Well, I have confidently been pronouncing the name of this town in my head without ever looking up how to pronounce it, so we're just going to go with it. Do you want to hear something that's even funnier Yes. uh, than your struggles with side? (laughs) Yes. Uh, In college, I had a friend, my dear friend Rachel, love her, miss her, because that sounds like a fake mean girl thing. (laughs) I love you, miss you. I actually do. I actually do really miss her. But one day she, I think, read the word and like just flipped it in her head somehow. Mm -hmm. Instead of foliage, Mm -hmm. she said foilage. And our teacher corrected her and he goes, he goes, foliage. And she's like, right, foliage. (laughs) He's like, foliage. He's like. (laughs) Foilage. <laughs> it was just like, it was just not computing. <laughs> I just had a little back and forth several times Aww. of foilage and foliage. Poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it was like her brain got just short like, circuit. Yeah. Stuck on like repeat or like a, it was like a record skipping. Yep. Done that before. There's a couple <laughs> of those words where I'm, you'll start to say them and it's like you're, you can't get past a certain like syllable. And you just kind of 
<laughs> I had to give comments at a public hearing the other night, mm-hmm. and I didn't look at, like, someone else wrote the comments for me, because uh-huh. I had to just go be the body to read them, because yeah. she couldn't attend. And so I read the whole thing, uh-huh. you know, clearly enunciated, you know, fast enough that I got all my stuff out in the time limit, but not too fast that I was rushing through it, because right. I like to do that, too. And I got all the way through it at the very end, and literally the last things was, like, something like, thank you, or something about participation and thank you. Uh-huh. And, of course, I fumbled the last three words, Ooh. tried to, like, stop halfway through and, like, redo it, still fumbled them, <laughs> literally had to, and then re-say them. Yep. And it was literally, like, the last word of the sentence was participation, thank you. <laughs> and then I had to leave. That was it. <laughs> Freaking bumbled it. Uh, anyway, story time. Story Prince. time. Let's go. All right. So, I'm going to tell you today about the Beast of Gavadon. Oh, I think I know this one. Oh, okay, great. <clears throat> so, the Beast of Gavadon, which again, didn't look up the pronunciation, just going to go with... Can I look, look at it? it? Mm-hmm. Gavadon. Gavadon. Okay, we'll go with Jevadon. Yeah. Well, let's let's ask. Okay, I like yeah, listening to pronunciation. How do you say it in French? It is said as Jevodon. Jevodon. I like that. Jevodon. So I was right. All right, cool. Well, I was close. I didn't get it. I said Jevodon, but Jevodon. Jevodon. Oui, très bien. Okay, thank you. Uh, merci. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, Gévaudon was a province in the south of France, and it's now mostly uh, modern-day Lozère. Whatever. Not important. It's in the south of France, is all you need to know. In the mid-18th century, which is when our story takes place, it was mostly rocky terrain and vast forests. And also, when our story takes place, the Seven Years' War had just ended. That war ended in 1763. All you need to know about it is that France did not do super well in it. France doesn't have a very <laughs> brilliant history of winning wars. Yeah. There was a thing in high school, I think. You know how on Google, mm-hmm. you go to the Google page, you mm-hmm. can do search or I'm feeling lucky. Mm-hmm. And there's certain little Easter eggs you can do, like do a barrel roll yeah. and Google will flip yeah uh there was one where you would search french military victories uh-huh. and hit search uh-huh. and it would respond with did you mean french military defeats uh so they <laughs> lost <laughs> so they they lost yep so they lost most of their overseas territories whatever they lost like canada and whatever um so the Is it really much of a loss yeah it's like Okay, basically the British re- retained all of their overseas, whatever. Um, so their economy was, like, not in the best place. And so the nation as a whole was kind of in need of something to get their attention off of, like, the bad stuff that had just happened. So <laughs> They need distraction. Yeah. I know. Let's, uh... <laughs> pull the pin on a social debate grenade and throw it out there. Yeah. Like, you know, abortion. <laughs> Get everyone distracted with something else while we do all this other shady shit behind the scenes. 
So in the summer of 1764, a young woman was tending to her family's cattle in the woods. And she saw a creature approaching the herd. And she would later describe this creature as, quote, like a wolf, yet not a wolf. Very descriptive. (laughs) So a dog? (laughs) I'm like, wow, write a book, honey. So this wolf-like creature that was not a wolf came at the herd, but the bulls, like, charged at it a couple times and it ran off. And then two months later, on June 30th, Jean Boulet, who was 14, was a shepherd who was watching her flock alone in the wilderness. Um, I think she was near this first, where the first sighting had been. And she was later found with her throat ripped out by uh, some kind of animal. Delightful. Yeah. You know, Uh, 14, like, she's not a baby or a small child, but she's mm -hmm. still a child, so... You forgot to tell me about my trigger warning. Oh, no. In 1764, she's basically a mom of, like, eight, probably. (laughs) I mean, come on. 14? Come on. 14? I'll allow it. (laughs) Okay. On August 8th, another girl was attacked by the beast, and before she died of her wounds, she was able to describe the animal as, quote, a horrible beast, which, again... Write a book. These descriptions are just fantastic. A few weeks later, another young shepherd went missing and was discovered later partially eaten. And then four more people were attacked and killed in the following months. So the people are like, okay, something is going on. And we are noticing a pattern in these animal attacks. So the pattern that they noticed is that this animal seemed to target women and young girls when they were alone in the woods. It would specifically target the head or neck. It often killed by ripping the throat out. Sometimes it was said that limbs would be found several feet away from the body. And then some local newspapers reported, which this does not seem logical to me, that it would remove its victim's head and then drink the blood. From, I guess, the body or the head. So by December, rumors began to spread that there might be more than one beast due to the high number of attacks in such a short span of time. So many of the attacks were happening simultaneously, it seemed. Some accounts seemed to suggest that there were two or more creatures seen together. And other accounts alleged that the beast had been seen with its young. Okay, so you might be thinking, hey, this is just a wolf. (laughs) But it's not a wolf. It's like a wolf. It's lupine. (laughs) Lupine in nature. So wolf attacks were pretty common in the area. Um, And the people of Chevoudon? Chevoudon. Chevoudon. Thank you. Um, Especially shepherds would have been really familiar with wolves and how they attacked and how to defend them. So logically if like this story is getting more traction like getting people scared Mm -hmm. it would make sense that like there's something about them that is making them think that this is not like a regular wolf situation right because this wolf is a alone right right so it's i and i'm not a wolf expert you're a scientist i was waiting for it take a sip so yeah 
not a wolf expert, but mm. my understanding is typically um, they hunt in packs. Right. And they've got, like, intricate formations and shit. Ah. Like, they are good hunters. Yes, they are. Um, so it's already fairly unusual that it's just the one beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, as evidenced by the the one, the, the very first story, the one beast and then the bulls of right. the herd mm-hmm. being able to charge him and scare it off mm-hmm. knows it was outnumbered and everything. I don't know. Like, that's unusual about it, too. Right. So news of this beast. Let me not give away my picture real <laughs> I can see a little bit of it. but <laughs> News of this beast uh, wreaking havoc soon began to circulate outside of just uh, Jevoudan. And it was first, it was one of the first international news reports of its time. Hmm. So I'm going to tell you (laughs) the various ways that it was described. And then I'm going to show you a bunch of pictures, which is my favorite part of the whole thing. Okay. I do love a good lineup. Yeah. And then also, uh, you know me, I also took the liberty of um, getting into my own little Photoshop program and generating a picture of what I think it looked like. Oh my gosh. Like the Furby aluminum can owl things. Exactly like that. Yep. That same program. PixArt. It's the only app I pay for. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) so we know Mm wolf-like canine. But not a wolf. But not a wolf. Um, with a tall, lean frame, um, it is able to take long leaps or strides, a.k.a. it is very agile. It is <laughs> it was described as either the size of a calf or the size of a cow or the size of a horse. So a rabid Great Dane. Yeah. Anywhere between the size of a large dog and a horse. Or a wolfhound. Those are shaggy like wolves, and they're big. It's true. An elongated head like a greyhound, flattened snout and pointed ears, or a snout that was somewhat like a calf's with very long hair, a wide mouth and a broad chest, a tail that was noticeably longer than a wolf's but had a prominent tuft at the end, Tawny or russet-colored fur with black streaks or a black stripe along the back with a white uh, heart shape on its underbelly. Red glowing eyes, able to walk on two legs sometimes. Yeah, good boys. Wolfhounds. Wolfhounds are good. Little wolfies. There's Uh, the heart shape on the chest. There you go. Okay, able to run up to 25 miles a day. Which doesn't seem like a lot to me, but I might be crazy. A cry that sounded more like a horse neighing than a wolf howling. And then some people said that it was bulletproof and able to come back from the dead. That's adorable that they blame bad (laughs) firearms and aim on something being bulletproof. I mean... Uh. What 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 years was this again? So mid seventeen hundreds. Yeah. So how old were guns at this time? Like toddlers, as far as <laughs> the life of guns are. They were so bad with aim. Like you could hold it perfectly still, yeah. and like rest it, and shoot it five times, and it would not land anywhere near the same. Delightful in the inaccuracy 
of weapons at this time. Okay, so here's one picture. It's wearing lipstick and weird red eyeliner. Yeah. Also, can we talk about... I like the little floof on the end of the tail. I know. It reminds me of Avatar, though. Why? Did you see Avatar? Which, the... The CGI one, the James Cameron one. Oh, yeah. And the blue people. And they've yeah. all, at the end of their tails, they've got... Oh, yeah, you're right. Like, the fluff, that that's how they, like, mate and stuff. My question is, why does this girl have her boobies out while she is... Oh, she do? Trying to... She do. Her boobs just came right out of that dress. I think the, the wolf, the beast, is just that much of a beast that he uh, she is was like, oh, her, you startled me so much. her of her innocence as well. He startled the, my bosom right out of its whole bodice. I don't know, bodice. Thank you. I love this one. So this is, um, I guess just imagine it uh, reddish colored. It looks like a boar with like the I know. chunky skull. Poor beastie. Oh, these are all going to be... ridiculous. Imagine um, if something actually looked exactly like that I in real know. life, though. This one, the caption <clears> on this <throat> one was like, um, some of them like to like emphasize the goriness. So this is just, this to me just looks like a wolf uh, that they just like put a whole bunch of like dead, dismembered people around. Definitely using a lot of red in here for, you know, shock value. Yeah, they only had like three colors they could use. Red is one of them. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. This is another favorite. This one, I would like to know what you think that the victim is saying based on her facial expressions. Oh, no. (laughs) My eyes are somehow roaming over to the side of my head. I feel like she just looks like mildly annoyed. She's like, can you not? What are you doing? Also, this one was described... Oh, God. <laughs> it's not a scary thing. It's not a scary thing. I promise. I promise. I promise. I mean, he did lock the back door. Yeah. So... It's because I also want to show you my interpretation of what the beast would look like. You can come in. I don't know if you heard. Derek. Uh, for those listening and now very confused. Here we go. Okay. Kelly girl! <laughs> you're such a beast! You're a scary oh, beast! Oh, the tail came off. Oh, it's second. okay. <laughs> oh. I'm a scary girl. You know how hard it was to try to get this thing on? Gosh, I felt like the Good first girl. time I tried putting a condom on. Hi! I was literally, like, doing this, going, like, stretching it, and then I'm like... <laughs> Like, all right, and then it fell off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I thought... guess it is hard to finagle those extra small sized guns. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Kelly kind of looked like the beast a little bit. She does now with the furry mane. Yeah. And her thing came with, it came <laughs> with a little tuft for the end yep. of her tail. And I was like, oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> and so I was trying to be it sneaky and be girl. like. That's a good girl. Okay, bring her. Okay, let's take this off. Okay. We'll take a picture of you in it later. (laughs) Oh, you already got one? This has evolved into absolute chaos. I love it. Yeah. Okay. That's all we needed. Good girl. Do you want a puppuccino? Do you want some whipped cream in a glass? Okay. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, um... So, hold on, we need to rewind there. Because as I was admiring one of the pictures on Hannah's phone, I saw a notification pop up from Jarek that just said, Ready. (laughs) And that's where I stopped and pointed. And that's when Hannah was like, No, it's not a scary thing. Yeah. Because to me, that was like, Nope. (laughs) They're about to try and do like a jump scare thing to get me back for Isabel. (laughs) No, no, I just wanted Kelly to come in. pull one over on me again. Um, well, so my, my face hurts from smiling. <laughs> but instead, Jerick brought in Kelly in a lion's mane. Kelly in a lion's mane. Uh, and then my favorite picture, I'm going to read you the description. Um, this is from, let's see what my source was. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to choke on my wine. A site called publicdomainreview.org. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, this is a quote. A German print from seventeen from September seventeen sixty four shows the beast looking more like a quadrupedal uh, kangaroo than a wolf or hyena attacking an improbably well dressed man in a rather Teutonic looking landscape, and that is yes, our picture. It does look like a kangaroo, quadrupedal kangaroo, <laughs> for sure. And I'll get to. Uh, like, some people definitely thought that maybe it was, like, some kind of exotic animal. hmm Like a hyena. Have you seen those things where, uh, they'll look at, you'll look at, like, Renaissance paintings and be like, <laughs> the person will be telling the artist, like, okay, you've definitely seen a lion, right? Like, you can paint one of these. And they're like, yeah, I've definitely seen one of them. Oh, yeah. And then it's, like, the painting of the lion and it's, like, someone who's clearly never seen a lion. <laughs> But they pointed out if it was, like, a hyena or a lion, those kinds of creatures would not have been able to survive the harsh winters that were... They're not endemic to the area, so they would have had to be imported somehow by someone for some purpose. Right. And if they somehow got loose, that would also be kind of on the news. Yeah. (laughs) On the news. (laughs) Okay. And then this is my interpretation of... (laughs) I like it. It's like a ferret wolf yeah, with the long skinny snoot. Yeah. It's a it took a greyhound and then just like manipulated the shit out of it. It's got kind of a penis nose. Yeah, kind of. It's <laughs> trying to make it flattened. <laughs> I love it. I love the blood splatter around right? it too. Very very artistic. I, uh, I've been on a... Oh, sh- I forgot my most important announcement! Fuck! Oh my gosh, should I do it now or should I wait? I mean, do it now while you're excited oh, because... Oh, man! Fuck! Okay. I think this counts as the, uh, finish your drink. Gosh! Okay, remember... <laughs> I, like, remembered why I was up so late that night. Okay, remember... Uh, my ancestor's house that we went to up in Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. And it's haunted by the ghost mourning persons. Yes. Harris. I'm fucking related to her. Nice. Twice. Okay. Listen. So you got some incest in there? Kind of. Not technically. Got it. So the first way she's related to me. So Ransom Sutherland is the guy who built the house. He's mm-hmm. my great times five grandfather. His daughter, Lethe, is how my line is related to him. Okay. So she died young. She died in her 30s. She had one kid. Her husband, after she died, married Morning, who is the ghost. Okay. Okay. 
but also mourning is like my great 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 aunt through like another line so like later on down the line like Lethe's line one of her it's like kind of like how you know like you would marry someone but then they would die and then you'd marry their cousin or something yeah so it's all through marriage like it wasn't like whatever but like definitely related are you related to Lethe's like one kid Yes. Okay, so it is through marriage, then. You're not yeah. in a yeah. direct so descendant. In, yeah, so in that way, I'm not blood-related to her. And then in the other way, where she's my uh, aunt, mm-hmm. um, it would be, again, through marriage. It was, like, my great-great-great-grandmother's husband's sister. Yes, yeah, or something. Yeah. But, like, definitely found her in the family tree. Nice. And I sent this, like, long-ass message to the the estate, because I mm-hmm. talked to, like, one of mm-hmm. the owners, and I was like, I am so sorry to be sending you, like, five messages at, like, 1130 on a Friday night, but, like, I am in a deep hole on Ancestry.com right now, and uh, I just needed you to know I'm related Remember to how I said, I'm like, oh, I think I'm related to the people who built this house. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, sure, you can wander around upstairs where it's blocked off. Well, just so you know, I want you to rest easy that you actually did give a legit descendant yeah. permission to do that. So, like, you're in the clear, sister. Yeah. I uh, <coughs> I told my parents about it yesterday, and they were not as excited as I was. And Come so then I told some random uh, people at the bar that I was at. <laughs> And they were, more, they were more appropriately excited. Mama, Papa, Jenkins. Come on. No! I was like, Mom and Dad. And my dad was like, well, we didn't understand the connection. It was a little unclear. And so then I tried to clear it up. <laughs> you probably made it way less like, clear. <laughs> Let me bring the family tree out. Let me be that person in the family that's like... Okay. Sorry, everyone. <clears throat> well, that's like my story of um, being friends with those girls in college who turned yeah, out to be my cousins. exactly. Mm-hmm. Families are cool. Family trees matter. It's important to keep they up do. with this ancestry genealogy exactly. thing. <sighs> okay, so... <laughs> back to the actual back story. Back to the actual story. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> okay, so we discussed it's not a hyena. It's not a, a, a lion. Not um, an exotic animal. Right. Might be a Kelly. Just a cryptid. Just some kind of cryptid, right? Yeah. Okay, so there was a bishop, obviously. Yeah, because we got to involve the church. Obviously have to put religion in here. Mm-hmm. And um, he he's the one that had the name, but I was like, nope, just call him the bishop. He began preaching that God had sent the beast to punish the people mm. for their sins. Sounds about right. Uh, he said it was the lack of religious education and also loose morals among the women. Obvi. Obviously. And he also compared the beast to things like lions and serpents in the Bible, which I would like to point out, like, those are just, like, animals that happen to be in the Bible that aren't, like, to my knowledge, I don't feel like there's that many instances in the Bible where God's like, and now I sent a lion to kill all the people. Because y'all were having sex. Again, because lions weren't endemic to the areas the Bible was actually written. So, uh... But we're not getting into that argument. You know, I just... I saw a thing on Facebook that was like, remember kids, the talking snake part of the Bible is real, but the part about forgiving debts is metaphorical. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I was packing up some beer to go to the our friend's beach house yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, I was putting my seltzers, getting them out of the their their case, and I found another pamphlet. Oh gosh. Uh, and it was talking. It was mostly a creationist thing that then went into the whole Jesus died for our sins thing, oh. and it was talking about how. Uh, Basically, there was... I, I skimmed it because it was a lot, guys. It was a comic strip, basically. Oh, gosh. Those and are the best kinds of And they had tracks. some apes, and they're like, this is close to Adam, but it's not the same. Like, you look similar, there's similarities, but it's not the same. Okay. Um, because creationists thinks that we evolved from apes, and that's not how it worked. Apes and humans evolved separately from a common ancestor, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's not like, you know scientific literacy means anything anywho Uh then they talk about how eve was created from adam's rib Mm -hmm. and then there's like a little like side note cartoon panel and they're like notice it's adam and eve not adam and steve and it's like a little caveman looking doodle with the little like no like the circle and the cross like the little no symbol like not adam and steve and I was like, oh, get out of here, Steve! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Not Steve the so, Man. Oh, hating on, hating on evolution, and then hating on homosexuality. Ugh. But ironically enough, I skimmed it. I didn't see anything in there about alcohol consumption. Oh, so you were fine, probably. And I'm like, well, why are you attacking me through my delicious seltzers? Wait, was this, like, tucked into your... Yes, somebody goes around. This is not the first time this has happened, either. Somebody actually goes around in the Publix and sticks in... in, Because we found it in Shelton's Miller Lights before. I found it in my seltzers before. But, you know, the little little handle, the slot where it is. I'm going to be like, it actually is Adam and Steve. Sometimes it's Eve and Eve. Sometimes it's Eve and Eve. I could not think of a name that rhymed with Eve that quick. Sometimes it's Eve and Eva. <laughs> I was going to make a, a name, a female name of Adam. That sometimes it's, you know, I'll workshop it and circle back to I it. Meant, yeah. <laughs> and uh, next time I'm in public, so I'm just going to slide them into, you know. That's what you should have been doing with your unemployment time. I know. Because you're about to go back to work and you're not going to have time for cartoons and stuff. I know. Oh, man. All right. Sorry, guys. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, y'all. <laughs> well, here's a fun story. I'm going to tell you the way that I read this the first time. Uh, well, no. I'll tell you the real way. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll tell you how I read it the first time, which was hilarious. So, if anyone is not keeping up, uh, we're, t- we're in 18th century France and there is a beast on the loose. Possibly to punish people for their sins mm-hmm. of having sex. It's unclear what's happening. In January of 1765, uh, a kid, or possibly a teenager, he's either 10 or he is a teenager. Mm-hmm. His name is Jacques Portefeuille. It's probably close enough. Yeah, it's an A-I-X ending. Yeah. So he's hanging out with some friends, seven friends specifically, and the Beast shows up to the party and is like, ha, I'm here. And but typically uh, in all the other stories so far, the beast has been very against women only. Exactly. Well, I think there were some women here, you know, because okay. they're doing some canoodling and some fornication gotcha. and some stuff like that. The women of loose morals. <clears throat> yeah. You know, the whole Can reason. smell them. <laughs> the whole reason the beast is even a thing. Mm-hmm. 
And allegedly the beast snatches one of the friends and Jacques leads the effort to rescue said friend. And then together as a group, they are able to fend off the creature. And this incident is enough to catch the attention of none other but King Louis the 15th. So news of this creature that France could not kill had spread and caused a lot of embarrassment to the crown because they were still kind of sore from their recent loss. And so King Louis hears about this brave bunch of teenagers. and He's like, oh, I'm going to make an example of this. I'm going to award you money and like awards and stuff like this. So he awards Jacques 350 livre. Sure. Monies. Livre. Yeah. And then 300 livre to the rest of the group to be split among them. Okay. So I did my little math and I think that's like $900,000 to a child. And then each kid in the group gets like $11,000. Okay. Which like. Sure. Yeah. Great. I will take $11,000. I know. So, when I first read this story, it did not specify that Jacques was a child slash teenager. I just thought he was, like, a man. And I was like, why the fuck did the king just, like, give this dude $90,000 because he fought off the beast? Like, that's... 90 or 900? 90. Did I say 900 the first time? I thought so. Oh, sorry. 90,000. Okay. No, not, not 900. That extra zero, I mean, for something that means nothing, can mean a lot. Can mean a lot. So the king also ordered that Jacques get a state-funded education. Also didn't make sense when I thought Jacques was a full-grown-ass man. So, so Jacques... Grown-ass man, huh? Grown-ass man. Uh, so... <laughs> not, a, not, a, not a boob man. Not a boob man. And a grown-ass man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Jacques doesn't come back into the story, but he's a good, brave kid. Saved his friend. Mm -hmm. Now he's probably pretty well off and educated. Um, So then King Louis declares that the state is gonna, like, go all in to get rid of the beast. So first, he sends Captain Duhamel uh, to Gévaudan, Gévaudan. Captain Duhamel, along with approximately 30,000 volunteers, set about to capture the beast using poison bait and other tactics, some of which include dressing up as peasant women to lure the beast out. Uh, BT dubs, I'm pretty sure it's Duhamel. What? Duhamel. Duhamel. Okay, cool. So King Louis had declared a reward. Uh, for the beast, and the reward was equivalent to an average man's annual salary, which is why there's now 30,000 men who are like, yeah, I'll help. But it turned out the beast was too clever for poison traps or for... They usually are. Men dressed up as ladies. <laughs> I think they were just <laughs> needing an excuse for a drag show. I know. Uh, like, this man, is... I'm tired of pants. I want to wear... <laughs> A corset and I was going to say a pedophore, but that's not the right thing. This is feeling a lot like a Monty Python sketch, yes. right? Like, dress up like a peasant woman and stand in the field. Why don't they keep coming? You don't think what's coming? The beast. What beast? The beast. The, the reason we're all wearing these dresses. Oh. That's why you're wearing the dresses? I just... 
I mean, yeah, I, I too am here to seek out the beast. Yep, yep, yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it makes me think of, oh God, is it meaning of life? That, or is it from the Flying Circus, the sketch about the uh, most British housewives can't tell the difference between this kind of butter and a dead crab. <laughs> and it's just squawking old British ladies, but it's the men pretending to be squawking Oh my gosh. So wonderful. Sorry. Sorry. Lots of tangents uh, today, guys. So sorry. It's okay. So apparently the beast was also too fast to be chased down. It was also too scary to engage in combat. And this is a quote. Its terrifying appearance weakens their courage, disturbs their vision, sets their hands shaking, and neutralizes their skills. Wow. Skill neutralizer. So, that is one heck of a defining characteristic of a cryptid. <laughs> so, like, even if you were to, like, come So, face- basically, it's so scary, you piss yourself. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so your only hope is literally to trap it, and we've decided it's too smart for that. So, eventually, how do we say his name was said? Duhamel? Du- Duhamel? Duhamel. Like uh, Josh Duhamel, the actor? Well, okay. Josh Dumel. Oh, okay. So Dumel. Okay. Dang. Well, so Josh Dumel claimed that <laughs> that locals were not cooperating with him. He's like, mm, the locals aren't helping me. And also, he claimed that his men were incompetent. Which, to be fair, they, it does sound like maybe they are. They probably <laughs> they are. Probably but it also sounds right. like he's a whiny little bitch. Yeah. He says that he did shoot the beast several times, but it got away. But it's bulletproof. Remember? Yeah, it's bulletproof. It's and not that the shooter has poor aim yeah. or that the pistol lacks decent accuracy. Yeah. Beast is bulletproof. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, but also uh, it got away because my men just suck. So King Louis like, okay, well, whatever. You're fired. I'm going <laughs> to replace you. So King Louis brings in two professional wolf hunters from Normandy. They're a father and son team. Get ready for these names. <laughs> Sam and Dean. Oh, you wish. I do wish. (laughs) Me too. I'm going to do my best here. Jean-Charles Marc-Antoine Vomels Dianville is the first guy. And then Jean-Francois is this. Can I see? (laughs) Yeah, it's that that one right there. Can you say the last name, the Dianville? I would call it Deneville. Deneville. Cool. We'll go with that. I just like that he had like eight names. And and (laughs) Jean-Francois. So they arrive in February of 1765. And they brought with them eight bloodhounds that were trained in wolf hunting. They had a record of over a thousand wolves that they had killed in their career. And they spent four months in Givaudan hunting Eurasian wolves. Which they believed is basically what the beast was. They're like, you just have a Eurasian wolf problem, is what you have. And despite their hunts, the attacks continued. So King Lou was like, uh, you're also fired. <laughs> so in June, King Louis sent his personal arquebus bearer, which is just a giant gun. Mm-hmm. Back when guns were so big, you had to have someone hold your gun for you. Mm-hmm. And the lieutenant of his hunt, whose name was Francois Antoine, to Gévaudan, to take over for things. 
And also around this time in August, a woman named Marie-Jean Vallée, who was 20, also to be known as the Virgin of Gévaudan. She and her sister were crossing a bridge, as one does. Mm -hmm. They encountered the beast. And Marie managed to fight it off while stabbing it with either a bayonet or a spear, which I don't know how she got either of those. And I think she was the girl in the picture whose boobs fell out of her, whose bosom burst free in her effort. So this one chick can fight off the beast that uh, several professional wolf hunters (laughs) and other professional people... That neutralizes uh, skill. See, just another instance of... Women stepping up and doing what I'm needs to be not, done. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she was a virgin, so that probably helped. Uh, yeah. So she says. <laughs> but the, the, I mean, the wolf only goes after the the loose moraled ones, though, right? Maybe her sister was loose moraled. Have I told you? A family friend of ours came to visit, and she was telling us some travels, and I I can't remember if this was in. Ireland, Scotland, or Wales. Um, basically, it was, like, one of the fishing villages in that area. Mm-hmm. And I need to check with her on, like, the veracity of this. Uh, but essentially, there's no cows on this island. There's no what? Cows. Cows. Okay. Uh, because, end quote, cows bring the women, and the women bring the mischief. What? So, uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, so I will be getting that on a t-shirt very soon. Cows um, bring the women? And women bring the mischief. What? I'm confused by the start of that equation. I guess. Do we follow cows? Are, did uh, I miss that memo? Uh, did you get an email? Well, I think it's because, uh, like, milkmaids kind of a thing, you know, cows being tended to by the women. Like, listen, I mean, in your own story, you've got a lot of instances of these attacks mm-hmm. of shepherdesses shepherdesses mm-hmm. so it's it's women who are actually tending to these herds right. and flocks we're supposed to be following all milk bearing creatures milk bearing animals i mean stick like together. like is attracted to like yeah. you know okay. i i've lately felt like a glorified dairy cow uh for the past i have noticed months. that you've been keeping the company of cows lately <laughs> my kid's cows. first word is gonna be moo Cows bring the women. Your kids' first words are going to be like, pass the beer. Hold my beer. Dad, give me a beer. More instances of him trying to drink beer today. Oh, he's so cute, though. Um, Yeah, no. Cows bring the women, and the women bring the mischief. Cows bring the women. And it's basically like, <laughs> women are bad. But like I said, I gotta get, I got to get the full story on that again. I like that. But I will be putting that on a t-shirt. Please and, do. And, like, a tote bag and stickers and shit. If you could make, like, a white, like, low-cut t-shirt, maybe with, like, some cow uh, spots on it. And then we I'm can thinking, work. like, an off-the-shoulder thing. There we go. You know, a little, little teasy. I mean, I'd like thing. to wear it with, like, a push-up bra. Like, something mm-hmm. that, like, really shows off the jugs. Yeah. And then... The udders. The udders, if you will. <laughs> God, my parents listen to this. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then just go bring some mischief. We'll just go out. We'll go out and on the town one night. 
Follow, we'll go find some cows and then bring, <laughs> and then mischief will surely follow us. We'll just dress uh, Shelton and Jarek up in cow costumes. <laughs> hey, we're still trying to figure out our Halloween costumes, so. Uh, I I want to get a monkey costume for Critter, Aww. so he's a little monkey, and then Shelton and I will be bananas. <gasps> oh, I love that. Nice and easy. Mm-hmm. I think Jarek wants to incorporate his D&D character. I don't doubt it. So, I gotta figure out how I'm... <laughs> Alright. Okay. So, boss babe. Uh-huh. Fighting off with a bayonet. Uh-huh. Fighting the beast with a bayonet. Yep. That's, that's some alliteration for you. Yeah, fighting the beast with a bayonet. Uh, the boss babe besting the beast with a bayonet. There we go! Also put that on a, on a tote or yeah. something. <laughs> um, but the beast gets away. I know. So, it's still at large. But hey, she and her sister lived, right? She and her sister live. So the following month, on September 20th or 21st, we're not sure which one. So close to my birthday. <laughs> and yet so far. Uh, Francois kills mm-hmm. a gray wolf that measured 31 inches tall and 5 foot 7 inches long, which is 80 centimeters tall and 1.7 meters long, and weighed 130 pounds, or 60 kilograms, and said about it quote we declare by the present report signed by our hand we never saw a big wolf that could be compared to this one hence we believe this could be the fearsome beast that caused so much damage end quote by the power vested in me by me i declare (laughs) that i never saw a wolf as big as this there's no bigger wolf out there this is the only, the only, the biggest wolf to ever wolf. This is the biggest wolf that ever wolfed. Um, so <laughs> despite there not being any human remains found inside of this wolf and it not really being found near any of the attacks, they were like, nope, this is the beast. And, uh. So they just found a big scraggly looking wolf. Uh-huh. Killed it and said. They're like, we declare per us that this is probably it. Got it. Um, they did have several survivors identify it, including Marie, a.k.a. the Virgin. The boss babe. The boss babe, who was like, yeah, that looks like... Boss babe with a bayonet. Boss babe with a bayonet, besting the beast. Uh, they named it Le Loup de Chazé. The Wolf of Chazé? Yeah, it was just like a... I think it was like a chapel that was near or something. Mm. Uh, they had it stuffed and they had it sent to Versailles. And I looked it up because I was like, ooh, maybe it's still there. No, it probably got trashed when uh, the palace was trashed. Yeah, probably. So Antoine stayed in Gévaudan long enough to hunt down the female mate and the two pups of this wolf. Um, He did kill the female and one of the pups. He said the pup was already larger than the mom. The pup also had a double set of dew claws, which... Oh, he was a polydactyl. Yeah. But that is a hereditary malformation, which is found in the, I'm going to say this wrong, Bucerin breed? Sure. I don't know. It's some breed of dog. But to me, this means that, like, so that indicated that there was some kind of, like, interbreeding happening among the local wolf population, right? Like, there's some kind of, like, Mm -hmm. something going on. Well, I mean, if they were an isolated pack. Then, right. Yeah. Probably. But that's some, I don't know. Or I feel a like... small and isolated pack, then yeah, there probably would be interbreeding. Yeah. 
So, uh, the second pup was shot and they believe it died of its injuries. Um, and then Antoine returned to Paris. He was hailed as a hero. He was awarded 9,000 livres, which was approximately $2.3 million. And King Louis and the rest of the world were like, okay, the beast of Gévaudan has been killed and we can go back to our normal lives. Everybody's attention is off the whole embarrassing military (laughs) defeat. Yep, we are done. We're done. We're going to close the book on there, throw some money at the problem. Yep. And close the book. Yes. Nice. But then... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yay! But then an 11-year-old girl was found dead in Jebodon, presumably with her throat ripped out. And then two young boys, 6 and 12, were attacked... Didn't die. You can't fight me on the whole six-year-old thing. That's still a kid. Didn't die. Twelve might be a business owner with three <laughs> middle-aged children of his own. Well, not a business owner. Couldn't apply for credit. I mean, you can't have your own credit. Well, I mean, he's been apprenticing since he was ten. He probably has at least enough to have the girl, eleven-year-old girl. I was talking about oh, the twelve-year-old boy. Well, these two don't die. The two boys. The so the six-year-old, uh, the animal tries to take him, and the twelve-year-old fights it off mm-hmm. and like. I guess rescues the the little one. Boy best beast with a bayonet. There you go. Boy best beast with a bayonet. <laughs> uh, headline. <laughs> uh, so soon after these attacks, more witnesses started to report sightings and saying that now the beast is not showing fear around cattle as it had before. They're like, oop, now you can't even go out with your bulls anymore. So he's rabid. But unlike before, King Louis is like. Mm, not interested anymore. We already killed the beast, remember? We have it here in Versailles. Somewhere between 12 and 35 deaths occurred after Antoine's official slaying of the beast. And so the people of Jevoudan are like, okay, we've got to do something ourselves. Yeah. We, we still have a problem here. So <laughs> on June 19th of 1764... A local hunter named Jean Chastel joined a hunt that had been organized by a local nobleman. Chastel had actually been involved in hunts led by Antoine, but Antoine had had him thrown in jail for, quote, leading his men into a bog. Which, I would just love to have a book of, like, all the things you could be thrown in jail for in various time periods, because... <laughs> Leading your men into the jail. Is it vice uh, that there is some guy that found a whole bunch of crazy laws that are still <laughs> technically on the book in, in England, <laughs> and he he did them all. Oh, um, and it like it was something about there was something about a a Roth like a fish. I think there was a suit of armor that he wore to the House of Commons, maybe. Uh, and then also, you can't shake a rug out at the palace. Oh. And then there was one with, like, a ruffled collar. But basically, he went out and he he, he broke all of these, nice. quote, laws. But they were all ridiculous things yeah. that, and, you know, there was obvious, there's policemen, you know, the bobbies. Yeah. They're like, what, what you doing, dude? He's like. He's like, shaking my rug in the direction of the palace. I'm. Yeah, obviously. Shaking the dirt off of this rug. <laughs> and they're like, being weird. <laughs> they're he's like, like, okay. I'm breaking the law, actually. They're like, okay. 
so uh, Chastel had gotten out of jail at this point. Uh, he's on this hunt, and uh, he shoots what he believed and what is now believed to be... Oh. <laughs> well, we'll watch that later. Uh, what is now believed to be the Beast. Uh, so later stories claimed that he had, quote, recited his prayers before making the shot, but that is probably not true. Uh, because, early, like, the earliest descriptions do not include that. And another fictional detail is that the bullets he used were made from Virgin Mary medals that they melted them down and made bullets. And that was the only way he could kill it. This autopsy uh, of this animal showed <clears throat> that it's stomach... Necropsy. Necropsy, sorry. It's an autopsy in the article I read. The article's wrong. Okay, sorry. And an autopsy, autopsy of an animal is a necropsy. Oh. Is an autopsy just of a human? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, so the necropsy showed uh, human remains in its stomach. And they were unfortunately not able to preserve the body because it is the middle of summer. Um, so after it was examined, it was buried in an unknown location. So no one else can dig it up and do, like, DNA testing on it. Or turn it into the hand of... Solomon yeah, or whatever it was. Hand of glory. Hand of glory. Funny enough, the attacks stopped after this. Imagine that. You <laughs> killed the right beast. And I bet they didn't get their 9,000 lira. Yeah, he did not. So here are some theories on what the beast actually was. So, obviously, we know... Uh, a quadrupedal kangaroo. Obviously, Duh. it was a kangaroo. I mean, I think that everyone knows that. So, obviously, public hysteria can lead to rumors, which can... Satanic lead- panic. <laughs> Satanic panic. Exactly. The description of the beast was obviously exaggerated probably a lot because people were panicking. There wasn't a reliable way, probably, to get, like, accurate information out. Mm-hmm. So, the descriptions are probably very exaggerated. It could have just been wolves. Um <laughs> Uh, wolf attacks were responsible for tens of thousands of human deaths in the 18th century in Europe. Makes sense. Um, and that spring, right in the middle of the, uh, beast attacks, a single wolf killed at least four people in a two-day period in a community just north of Paris until it was tracked down and killed by a man with a pitchfork. But, like I said before, wolf attacks were really common, and so... It just seems to me like something would have been different about this one for it to have uh, not. I don't know. Um, someone also pointed out that, like, it probably wasn't a rabid wolf because it obviously lived for, like, quite, couple, some, time. quite some time. And if mm. it had been rabid, it wouldn't have. So that wouldn't have explained, like, the behavior. Also, the official report on the beast that Chastel killed said that it, quote, seemed to be a wolf, but that it was, quote, extraordinary and very different by its figure and its proportions of the wolves that we see in this country. Um, I think it's somebody just hasn't ever seen a wolf before, (laughs) but only heard it described and was like, I don't know, like, that sounds scary and all, but this thing was way worse than what has been described to me. There's no way it was the same thing. Yeah. In 2001, a French naturalist named Michael Lewis suggested that the beast (laughs) was a product of Chastel's 
dog, which was a mastiff that had like a red coat and a wolf. So they're like, maybe Chastel's dog got out and did some canoodling with a local wolf. And then that wolf had some pups that were kind of reddish and they were like part mastiff, part wolf. Uh, also, okay, I tried to look into this. Because wolf hybrid dogs are a thing. Yeah, they are. It also suggested that maybe it was wearing a boar hide and that's why it seemed bulletproof. And my question is, who wh- who's putting on the... Who's dressing who's up the, lo- the neighborhood wolves? Who's Timmy? <laughs> like, who's doing that? Why is it putting on a... You know that they, they can't put... Timmy, the- have you seen my wolf hide? <laughs> or my boar hide? Um, it's winter out there and I need something warm and bulletproof. And bulletproof. What do you mean you put it on the neighborhood wolf? <laughs> also, animal skin's famously not bulletproof. Like, just... Um... <laughs> I mean, unless as you... evidenced by the <laughs> sheer volume of animals that have been shot and killed. Yeah, I mean, unless you're using like the Kevlar boars, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's a different story altogether. I forgot about them. Oh, um, it sounds like a bad like U.S. Army experiment gone wrong. Right, Kevlar boars. So some even suggested that maybe Chastel like because he was the one he was like, oh, I'm the only one that like conveniently I'm just like this random person that like was able to find this beast and like kill it mm-hmm. maybe he did have something to do with like its creation maybe he was like secretly like breeding breeding or like feeding it or something and that possibly he was like using it as a distraction from his own crimes what were his own crimes I don't know some people have suggested that maybe it was some kind of prehistoric creature or a werewolf, which I love. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then my favorite, favorite, favorite theory is that it was just a serial killer that dressed up like a wolf and <laughs> killed people. That one I believe. <laughs> right? Like. That one I believe. Okay, like just as. Wasn't that a thing with the another werewolf story that we covered? Um, they cut off his hand or his paw and he turned into a human. Yeah. I don't, did he actually kill people though? No, but remember there was one that he, there was thing about, a, he, he was given a belt. Uh-huh. And when he put on the belt, he would turn into the wolf. Right. Yeah. And go after the, the women's and the virgins. <laughs> women's and the virgins. So yeah, that's the beast <coughs> of Javudam. And. <laughs> yeah. C'est très drôle. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's very funny or amusing. Oh, delightful. thank you. Merci. So yeah, get on uh, get on our socials and, and look at some fun pictures. Cause yeah, of the Beast of Gévaudan <laughs> and the Beast of Kelly. Yeah, there was going to be one other surprise that was going to come through. Uh, and I just did not have uh, time to uh, arrange it. But this was going to be my suggestion of what the serial killer was going to it looks like a boar wolf anyway. Like, it looks like a pig man thing, kind of. but also wolfy. I just love these little guys. <laughs> I know, they're so cute, right? <sighs> well, you're welcome to boop, take boop, one home to Critter if you want. No, there's choking hazard on them. I was going to say, you can cut off the choking hazards. If you... No, that's their, like, little talisman to protect them. <laughs> oh, gosh. You can't. 
I'm still coughing from the plague. Like, obviously, we do need a plague doctor in the house. Um, oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Oh, man. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That was a fun one. <laughs> normally, I do the fun... Well, not normally, I, know. I guess, but I've done a lot of uh, silly cryptid creatures. He, it sounded a little familiar. I almost texted you to make sure that you hadn't covered it. And I was Mm-mm. like, I feel like I would have remembered... No. But, uh... I mean, he's similar to the Yeth Hound yeah. slash the Black Dog. But I was also realizing, I'm like, I don't think anyone's guessed my little Easter egg on my Katie's Creature feature. So, um, I do need to start working on my next episode, which is not at all related to <sighs> creatures. But, just a reminder for anyone who would like to guess, yes. there's the Calicanceros, uh-huh. the uh, Alplacara, uh-huh. and other creatures of... That were, I started with an A. Uh, there was the Totsil Worm. Uh-huh. And uh, the Telwith Tig. Uh-huh. And um, a couple of other tea critters. And then there was the Yeth Hound. Yeth Hound. Yeth. Yeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are the creatures. And that's, that's your hint of what the little Easter egg is. <laughs> oh, man. Well... I am working on the next episode, and I cannot promise that it's going to be this fun. It, uh, is there going to be dead children? <laughs> Do I need to bring a support critter? You might need to bring a support critter. Okay. Listen. I'm doing my best here, so I also start work this week, so Woo! good vibes to me. New job time. New job time. So. All right. All well, right. See, see you next <laughs> week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.